0: Welcome, everybody, to the Patty G Show. I am your host, Patty G, here in 2021, New Year, Season 3, Episode 1, First, episode of the year, first episode of season three. I am excited. I hope y'all listening and or watching are excited. We've got a great lineup of guests so far. We're booked already into March, almost April for this year. So we are super excited for everything to happen and everyone we've got coming on the show. Tonight, however, for episode one, we have Hoopla, a local startup that is out to change the game when it comes to a whole facet of activities and stuff that we take for granted every now and again and maybe just do ourselves and maybe no longer want to do. So without further ado, Jason, Jennifer. Hello. Welcome, Hi. thank, thank y'all you all so very much for coming on the show. How are y'all?
1: We're good, We're, we're thank great. you for having us.
0: Oh, y'all are more than welcome. I am forever grateful to have y'all come on and enjoy me on this night out here at Point Marie where we were recording. So for those listening at home, they wanna know what all the buzz is about. What is Hoopla?
1: Okay, Hoopla is a um, marketing uh, internet uh, marketplace for local businesses and retailers and restaurants to market their um their businesses, their restaurants, their activities, their sales, their events, uh, to the local—I um, guess consumers. Consumers, in a way that allows them to compete with some of your big box chains and your Amazon-type uh, businesses that we've all become so used to. But this allows local businesses to uh, compete, and allows us to support our local businesses.
2: Gosh, so it's a—it's like a, a... a lofty goal, but if Hoopla were to become super successful, then we would like to say we could rival Amazon. Now we know that's ambitious. That's a bold claim. claim. That is a bold claim. That is a bold claim. But our long-term vision is to protect local retailers and local stores from the economy of scale that comes with an Amazon.
0: Right, because with Amazon, I've, I've opened up an Amazon store in past life and was selling my own line of apparel on there before. And the hoops you have to go through to get on Amazon, all the checks and balances. And then you have to, if you do Amazon fulfilled by Amazon, you have to ship thousands of pieces of product over their site to their warehouses and have them shipped all in. But it sounds like y'all are saying, hey, we've got the local guys here, let's centralize this and make sure we're spreading the local awareness in that same kind of fashion that Amazon provides, the larger names and the larger brands.
2: Well, and one of the problems with Amazon is that they have such a vast uh, technology and system that they evaluate all sales that go through their platform. And if they find a particular product that they believe they can make more money on, they will start to directly compete against the local retailers who's trying to sell it. So that's one of our founding missions for Hoopla is hoopla will be a technology company, but we will never sell or attempt to sell anything in competition with our clients. We just, we provide the technology and the platform to sell your wares online through an online marketplace and a mobile app and have delivery logistics, but we will never directly compete against our clients. We just, that's a hallmark of our mission statement.
0: Gosh, they won't be like a hoopla brand almost like there's an Amazon's basics brand out there right now for toilet paper and what have you. There won't be anything like that for the hoopla brand.
1: No, we're just trying to create a marketplace for local businesses and restaurants. We're not looking to sell our own products. Just bring all of the information and all of the, um, opportunities that are here locally and put them in one location so that it's just easier than trying to shop for one item and and go to all the different websites and all the different facebook pages if you could just get all of that information into one spot that service the baton rouge marketplace how much easier would that be and wouldn't oh, you prefer absolutely. to shop local and support your local stores as opposed to you know a large big box chain like that yeah. Well, and wait for it. Exactly. What if you need it today?
0: Yeah, and it's if you need it today or you need a last minute unique gift for somebody or something, exactly. or you want a unique local product. I mean, we're having local drinks tonight, you know, we from are. Tin Roof Brewery. Tin Roof. Absolutely, the Blonde Ale. And it's, it's a matter of supporting your local economy through and through. And so it's like you said, For me to find a local gift or something, I would have to search through 100 different stores, 200 stores to A, even hear about them and B, actually spend time searching through them where as opposed to going through one local spot where I can go in and type my product that I'm looking for, you know, gifts for dad. And I can go and find all these different local retailers or these local stores or vendors that carry products that would be beneficial or a great gift for my dad. It's all in one spot. So I love that. Now, what platform are y'all on right now? Because I'm aware that there's a app launch date it's yes. supposed to
2: happen later on in the month. So if I was to go and use Hoopla today, what would I be using? Well, right now our stores are available on hooplabuzz.com. You can go in and, and see our selection. Um, it, if we get an opportunity, I'd like to explain the evolution. So if consumers go to our website, they'll kind of understand what they're seeing. Well, let's, let's go ahead and do it right now. Okay. Let's do, let's do the evolution. What is the
0: evolution story of Hoopla?
1: Okay. So in 2018, uh, we're busy parents. We have two girls. Um, they're at competitive swimmers. Homework, you know, our, our the normal jobs, the the things that keep families busy. Um, swimming would keep us busy late into the evening. So of course, then you've got to plan for dinner. Um, That put us eating out a lot, picking up fast food, things like that. Um, Jason's law firm uh, every year supported uh, the Parker House, which was a um, home that had children uh, from various backgrounds and we would support their Christmas every year. Well, the children that particular year wanted a um, dinner at a local large buffet style restaurant. So Jason and I went to the restaurant to set up the meal for the children and when we pulled up there was a teepee tent out front that said children eat free on Tuesdays thinking back to the all the late nights with swim and homework and that, that would have been really nice to know as a parent so the conversation started with Jason saying wouldn't it be nice if there was one place that you could go that would pull all the information for all the area restaurants that we would know what nights children ate free at various locations
0: two for one margaritas drink specials drink specials, specials. yes yeah, so yeah. or are playing. maybe unique events that are happening
1: right uh, local bands at various restaurants um, wouldn't it be nice if there was a hub where all of that was in one place so that's kind of where the idea for who was born was through that activity
2: in our generation that information a lot of times came through on what was the newspaper called on Fridays
1: well we're a little bit older Patrick but there yeah. was um back in the day there was the Friday fun section the f-
0: yeah. Friday fun section, yeah in the okay. newspaper
1: and you could see you know what bands were playing what you know what drink specials that type of thing I don't really take the newspaper too much anymore, and I don't know if there's anything (laughs) like that. Um, I certainly don't know that the newspaper is where you would go to find that. I'm sure it's all online, but you would have to research different venues um, to see what their schedules and their lineups were. Again, wouldn't it be nice if we could put all of this information together in one spot? So that's kind of where the idea was. Everything's app-centric now. Like, there's an app for everything. So how about an app for local? everything local.
2: And so that's how Hoopla started originally. It was just an app idea. So we sat down and said, well, what are the things that we would like to see in the app? Well, we want to see daily deals, kids eat free on Tuesday, two for one margaritas on Thursday, but those deals only last that day. So the app should just display the deals. You can get this deal on this day when on Monday. And then when Tuesday rolls around, the app completely changes. Right, And then we said, okay, well, what if you have a deal that lasts like a month? Well, you don't want to see that on Monday, Tuesday, then they get stale. So then we said, well, we need to have a place for long term deals. So we call that our monthly deals. So these were happy hours at various bars or restaurants and that they wouldn't change. So then that way consumers would know, well, if I'm in the monthly deals, I mean, I expect to see kind of the same deal because it's every day. And then just like you said, so you were going through the process in your mind, well, what about events? Mm -hmm. Well, I want to know where the Chiwis are playing. I want to know who's going to the varsity and not just on a Friday to get the fun section or you still have to get the newspaper. I want that information available on my phone, but I don't want to have to go to 13 different websites to find out who's playing at Sullivan's and ringside versus who's going to the varsity. Yeah, So we were like, well, we definitely need an event section. And so that was the original idea of Hoopla was not actually to sell wares, um, but it was just to provide an informational hub for consumers to know what was going on. Where was the buzz? Yeah, right. Absolutely. So we
1: actually played with different names, you know, okay. like City Buzz and play off the, uh, the Baton Rouge, Red Stick, you know something that just kind of cap- captured the the fun and the buzz of the area right um so this the, the old saying uh what's all the hoopla about I, or, you know what's going I'm on old over there to
0: remember the saying okay <laughs> so
1: that's kind of how it it came about that's where the name hoopla came from and so then with the website of course we kept the buzz which was you know just the excitement and what's going on around town
2: But one of the issues that we found with retailers who sell wares like boutiques and gift stores is we could tell consumers about the sale. For example, one of our clients was Messenger's Gifts. They would have drinkware specials on Thursday. Well, that's great, but there was no way to buy it. From your site. From our site. So we immediately realized the limitation that we need to be able to sell these specials through our through our app. Absolutely. And then so we started planning that and working on it.
1: As and a goal then, for the future.
2: Yeah. And then COVID.
1: And then COVID happened. Yeah.
2: And then what else are we going to do?
1: Well, well, at that time, we had about 75 customers and clients that were utilizing our um, alpha version of the app for events, specials, and deals. So when COVID happened, of course, we had to take events and specials you and know, deals down. All the restaurants down were shut the restaurants no, were down. All the
2: deals went down. I mean, it was...
1: Entertainment venues. So no we took events. everything down.
2: I, I know. It was, it was a <laughs> trouble in the
0: podcast world as well. We had to go virtual for I think it was a two-month span of just not being able to meet people like this in person. You know, and we just had just a shutdown of everything and you had to adapt.
1: Right. Well, it it... The silver lining was, is it gave us an opportunity to kind of reevaluate the goal, which was to get to a place where we could actually provide the link for people to shop via the app, and then also add the delivery component to it. So that's where we, we just went ahead and moved forward with the beta version, which is now got the oppor- we have the opportunity to connect uh, to the various retailers and or restaurants and sell uh, various products, and then offer the delivery component to it as well. So the silver lining with COVID was, we went ahead and just...
0: Completely revamped. Revamped. Right. So y'all have a delivery component, as in y'all are setting up almost like a drop shipping form of retailing? Or? No. No, it's actual... We have a fleet of
1: vehicles. Y'all and have well, a fleet of yes. vehicles?
0: Oh, do tell <laughs> more, please. <laughs> yes. Tell me more about yes. these
2: hoopla vehicles.
1: That's,
2: well, we... It, it it is an evolving process because as, of as it insurance. Always is. Absolutely, there's automobile insurance. There's workers' compensation issues. Um, I've heard one of our clients refer to us as like waiter for gifts and waiter for products. Okay, um, so that's kind of a, an interesting way to think about us. But the interesting thing was we were looking for delivery drivers. Um, we found that some because we put in our ad, we provide a vehicle people who did not have a vehicle applied for our job and then so it be, we wait, realized wait, back up back up you provide a vehicle we provide okay. the vehicle all right i want to make
1: we sure provide that the caught, vehicle. I so that it correctly. is a it is a hoopla vehicle it's right. wrapped it's it's clearly a, a company vehicle yeah. and so when the vehicle shows up at your residence with your packaging and or shows up at the retailer
0: they know who it is, you they were exactly able to recognize the there. brand. Right, um, yes. with, with Waiter and Uber and Lyft and all those other app serviced companies, it's all using their own vehicles. So y'all mm-hmm. actually provide the vehicles for the drivers to drive similar to, I mean, you're, 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 you're on the trajectory to match the Amazon vans. Yes, <laughs> that, that is
2: the that I mean, in my concept of what Hoopla could become is the idea of 25 Hoopla vehicles zigzagging around town all day long running errands. We run errands for people. OK. Like if you need groceries picked up or dry cleaning or, hey, I, you know, I need my grandmother is sick, but I'm at work. Can you go pick up her prescriptions and bring it to my grandmother? So once the concept of delivery and our employees and our independent contractors have access to this vehicle. What are all the services that we can provide? And so then it opened up a whole world of opportunity for us. Right, and then COVID probably just propelled that
0: with people saying, I can't go see my grandmother or a relative of mine, but I want to have something delivered to them and these stores are having to cut staff so they don't have delivery drivers. You know, where there be restaurants can't go deliver or, you know, Billy Herman's or some flower shops can't deliver because maybe they didn't have delivery drivers available on staff anymore. Y'all were able to step in and say, hey, we've got all that. All we need to do is show up, pick up the product
2: and we go and drop it off. Well, right. and, and when we hired our first set of drivers, we realized some were family members were having to bring them. So then the whole concept came with, well, wait a minute, we could actually provide these individuals with vehicles and they actually have a means of transportation as well as their job. So then it became this very symbiotic relationship between the drivers and Hoopla and our clients. And, you know, I do want to, while I have this opportunity, just thank some of the initial businesses that have supported Hoopla. Rotolo's uh, sponsored our delivery van. It has a a freezer and a refrigerator inside so we can actually deliver frozen food and ice cream and refrigerated meals. Um, Bistro Byron's has been a very good adopter and we've done neighborhood deliveries. And so they will, you know, say we're coming to Point Marie on Tuesday, January 15th and then they we accept orders via hoopla we show up at the restaurant come to the neighborhood and people walk and come pick up their food or drive by i mean it's it's really a neat experience to see um, the community aspect of how the whole thing is evolving and coming together right and that's
0: what i think i love the most about it is that when somebody does pull up to a neighborhood like point marie out here it might be someone they know because it is a local company started in the community and it has local workers you know it's not somebody you know the big brands and they may and they may deposit in a lot of cash in the community and the economy but it's really the local brands that really are the bread and butter of what makes baton rouge and the surrounding areas really so unique because you have the opportunity of somebody like y'all to come in and say hey we're going to create something that's going to be totally disruptible to the system that's in place now and we're going to come in and do it really well with local people
2: and i love that well and and. In- I think your last guest, Jason Stutz, mm-hmm. you talked about change and evolving, and he was saying, if you're within that mid thirties to mid forties range you you kind of lived in an age without the technology, and then you've seen all the evolutions of the technology um, and that is you know one of the things we're finding now with our potential clients is the the idea that I'm always in competition with everybody, right, right but uh and I'm a antitrust lawyer and so I understand monopoly <laughs> and you know economy of scale and I bring that knowledge to Hoopla and you know there's when when people come together even though they may be competitors but they come together and they support an individual uh concept it actually promotes their competition because they're not, they're not, you're not just in competition anymore with your local boutique. You're in competition with Amazon.
0: Oh, And all other
2: boutiques that can deliver those products. 100%,
0: you know, I'm, when people ask me, how do I get my little brand to the next level? I say, well, there's an easy way and there's a hard way. The hard way is to go about in your local community, going to trade shows, going to different vendors and saying, hey, how can I get my brand in your shop? Or the easier way the quicker way over online is to boost your online sales. But how do you drive traffic to your website then at that point? How do you get people to show up to your Facebook shop? Well, then if you wanna go where the eyes are, Amazon's got about all the eyes in the world. Right.
2: And the reason why is because, and so this was a very interesting thing I read about Amazon. I was reading and it said that When the internet was first invented and people were thinking about how it could be used, they believed that it would be the the ultimate monopoly buster, right? Any company anywhere in the world could have their own website, make sales and deliver their products and create ultimate competition. Economists now understand the opposite was true. Oh, really? Because consumers are creatures of habit and ease, and we want the easiest way because we believe we can find anything we need at Amazon, we go to one website, we don't go to 50. <clears throat> and you've got the subscribe and save.
0: <laughs> right.
2: And so, <laughs> and the, think about it. And so, now it's trying to get local retailers to understand that the consumers are going to Amazon because it's easy for them to find. Like you said, you go in, you type what you're looking for, it shows up just like that. Absolutely. But, it, so if we can bring all the retail, the local retailers under one hub, now and provide a delivery solution for them that keeps them from having to pay for the automobile insurance or the worker's comp and all the other car notes, maintenance. Yeah. Employees um, to drive the cars. Right, then then we're providing the tools that those businesses need to get their goods to consumers in the service that consumers now demand. Right, that- Instantaneous instant- satisfaction. Instantaneous
0: If you can get same day delivery i love even more next day delivery is now like almost demanded we had a little bit of three-month lag whenever COVID hit and everybody was ordering everything online but i think it's now back to that in 2021 i think a lot more people are gonna be looking for that how can we get same day how can we get next day regularly and consistently within our local area and i think with hoopla i mean you're able to shop locals that may not be on amazon So once you create that habit of going to Hoopla, looking for the local brands, I'm gonna buy something local, even if it is more expensive than a a well-known name brand or something else on Amazon, because it's local and you're supporting the local economy, and you're putting all those dollars are running full circle. And once we can realize all these dollars are running full circle, why wouldn't you support your local over going to Amazon?
2: Right, I mean, and so when we say compete with Amazon, that is really the, The ultimate goal to get consumers to say, let me go to Hoopla and see if a local company, a local store has this, and I can get it in two hours or three hours versus wait two days or three days. Right. So, for instance, the mail system got shut down because of the overwhelming volume of Christmas gifts that were being sent via the mail, right? Mm -hmm. Where if you bought it through Hoopla, we actually... so we went to Metairie, our daughters had a swim camp and we were at the Lakeside Mall and they had Disney and Lego store.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And we're like, well, our drivers go to New Orleans for deliveries every day. Almost every day. We can just stop by the Lakeside Mall and pick up stuff. So we put the Lego store and Disney on Hoopla. So you could be in Baton Rouge, order from the Disney or Lego store, which isn't in our mall. And then our drivers would pick it up and deliver it to you in Baton Rouge same day. Wow. Right. So that's, I'm loving the angles
0: and the different cities that are now being included, that it's not just in your Baton Rouge community. You know, if you're in the Baton Rouge area, you're now still able to go and get something like you said in Metairie, or in New Orleans that you wouldn't be able to otherwise.
2: Yeah. And it's important from, from our perspective, I believe that we definitely want to highlight local stores, mm-hmm. but it's also important to understand that even our mall has local employees. You know, if, if our mall, even if our malls go down, then all the people that go to work in that mall and support that mall and all the stores in that mall, they lose their jobs and then those jobs are gonna be in a warehouse somewhere. Right. So, it it, you know, I want it to, to be clear that if a consumer goes to our website, they will see mall stores and they will also see local stores because anything that keeps economic dollars here in employees pockets is important. Right. So
0: you're in the website now, you're developing the app and the app launch date. Are we
2: able to discuss and throw that out there or is that still under the covers? No. January 15th should be, we're planning for a virtual launch party. Um, Right now, what we're recommending everyone do is go to our Facebook page. You can find us by searching Hoopla Buzz on Facebook. Uh, like our page, and then you can see updates. But as of right now, we're scheduling a virtual launch party for January fifteenth. Okay, and so we're we're in the um
1: the final throes of just finalizing all the details. Yeah,
2: the app. I love it. Trying to get deals up. in there, and again, so because it took. Well, that was the hard part. So you can tell the story. We started with November twenty nineteen, really. Yeah,
1: and and I was. Going out and hitting a lot of the um, restaurants and local stores and trying to get, um, like I said, uh, drink specials, um, kids eat free, um, retail sales that might only happen on certain days of the week. And we were trying to load all of these events. But also things like some of the 5Ks in town, some of the events out at the zoo. um, We had... um, I'm trying to think, Red Stick Social and the Varsity and a lot of the events that they had on tap, uh, bowling alleys, uh, things that the children could go and climb at the different bounce houses and uptown climbing. And so we had probably 75 different businesses and a full slate of events on the app at one point. Wow. Um, So we've got to get to that place now that we're getting ready to relaunch where we're getting, you know, a lot of that stuff back and loaded Although it's a little limited right now with COVID, you know, some of these businesses are very creative in some of the events and some of the things that they're trying to have to keep things moving and to keep some some eyeballs and some feet in the stores. So um, we've got to get uh, all of those events loaded back in just so that there's uh, viable content in the app. Uh, so that when uh, the users get there, they have, you know, some interesting things to look at.
2: And that was our struggle. So we really started in November of 2019, adding stores, adding events, adding specials. But we didn't want to announce it to the world like this <laughs> until, <laughs> hey, until yeah, we all are. had good content, you know, good deals. Because, you you know, you only get a one chance to make a first impression. Um, and so we spent from November through February of 2020, really working to get our app awesome. And we were like, okay, we're, we're going to announce it to the public. We're going to bring yes. it public. We but were ready. we're going to go to Mardi Gras and we're going to go to Disney World. And then by the time we got back, COVID. All <laughs> hell is breaking loose. <laughs> all, all, all 2020 unfolded <laughs> yeah. thereafter. Yeah. Like, we were at Disney going, we need to get out of here. This is not
0: good. Oh gosh. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, I mean, because everyone in Baton a majority, a lot of people in Baton Rouge, they don't go to Mardi Gras for New Orleans. I mean, don't go to New Orleans for Mardi Gras, they go to like Disney, right? Yeah. right. And so it's a matter of doing what you can during troubling times and realizing how to bounce back. And I think 2020 was a year where everybody got a whole lot more creative. They did. Everybody learned to adapt. And they learn to just go out of their way to make changes in a more safe and efficient manner while still thriving. I mean, some businesses, some local companies thrived during COVID. Some people even got off the ground. I know, you know, you've got um, Vishal Vasanji with his company that did telemedicine, skyrocketed in the local area. And now you've got all these people that are going back out to these restaurants, they're feeling safe, they're feeling comfortable, starting to slowly make their way back into their normal way of life, that what we did back in March, April, and May, with a big gift card push, was something that is now seeing the reaps of those benefits of doing that, which from my understanding, y'all did a little bit of a gift card. I mean, a minimal, a very small amount of gift
2: cards that y'all helped with in the local area. What, What was that about? So, Mitch Rotolo, the owner of Rotolo's, obviously has multiple locations, multiple restaurants. Their restaurants were shut down. I mean, there was a real sense of panic when it came to the restaurant industry. And how do I keep employees paid? Do I let them go? What what do I do? It's a tough decision as
0: restaurant owners. What do you do? You've got nobody coming in. They're all just sitting and hanging around at their house cooking. What do you do?
2: And so, Mitch Ritolo and some other restaurateurs went to Mayor Sharon Broom's office and said, we we need to do something. We need a public service campaign. We need to find a way to get money. So, obviously, the idea was gift cards at the time. And so, uh, the administration asked, well, who has technology? Who can come in? Who can help us with this? And uh, we were I say fortunate enough to be selected because I felt it as an honor to to kind of step in with our technology and what we knew how to do. Even though a lot of people don't know us, um, we've been building it for quite some time. Um, And very, we were one of the founding members of the Key Baton Serving Program. And so the question was, okay, well, if I want to support individually support Rotolo's or Bistro Byron's or another restaurant, I can just go buy a gift card from them and that's easy. But what do you do when Mockler Beverage wants to spend $25,000 to support, or um, Todd Graves wants to spend $50,000 to support the local restaurants? How do you disseminate that, inf- that money to these restaurants quickly? Right. And so Hoopla stepped in with our technology and the way it works. And if you buy something through Hoopla, the money automatically goes to the restaurant instantaneously, or the store, we don't hold money for any period of time. Um, and so when those large donations for $25 gift cards came in, we were able to quickly disseminate that money to all the restaurants who participated in the program. To the tune of, I mean, $250,000 wow. worth of gift cards. I don't even know how many that is at $25 a, a piece, but.
0: $250,000 is about, about 10000
2: Yeah, so 10,000 uh, gift cards. and. Uh, Vivid Inc. stepped in and printed the gift cards, and it was a team effort. Um, Vimformatics was another big uh, player. I'm trying to think of Mesh was a yep. local media company that helped. So, I mean, kudos to all the individuals. They Everybody played their individual role, but Hoopla was in charge of the money. <laughs> the most important part yes, and of if, that whole process. Right. Wow,
0: that's incredible. So you all, y'all were able to raise $250,000 just through gift cards alone, which for restaurants not able to be open right now is huge because they're able to yeah, it goes on their balance sheet as a liability, right? Because they have to be redeemed at some point, but they still know they've got cash to hold them over to when more people can come in and pay their bills with cash and not just gift cards, then they'll be able to continue operations. So that is the gift card push in Baton Rouge was just amazing seeing the local people turn out and actually put their money up to help these local businesses thrive and keep going through COVID was huge. So thank you all for doing that yeah. by the yeah. way.
2: Yeah. Um. And, and just to give stories of how it affected. So Carlos is the owner of Memphis Mac Barbecue. It's a small local barbecue. Establishment. He was on the show last
0: year. Okay. okay. All right. He's so, got some amazing. He brought ribs and we ate them on camera during the yeah. whole podcast recording. <laughs> they were to die for. Yeah. <laughs> we'll I, I highly recommend Carlos him.
2: there. And we will be bringing his because his restaurant is located in. Uh, I think close to Exxon.
0: Yeah, it's right across the street from
2: the gates. Yeah. So we are actually going to partner with him and bring his meals to South Baton Rouge and help be a delivery partner for him very soon. Um, But the interesting thing with the gift cards is he would call me up and say, I thought I was going to have to let an employee go, but just that $500 that you deposited into our account, let me keep their job. And so it was... It was one of the most satisfying. I mean, I do personal injury, So we're a small personal injury firm. I hug all my clients. I mean, you just kind of get to know your clients that way. Right, right. And um, and, and so I, I get a lot of satisfaction from the resolution of a case and making a difference in people's lives that way. But that same energy and satisfaction was felt with the Keep Bad Nerd Serving Program.
0: Absolutely, and I'm sure that these restaurants are still Reaping those rewards from that program,
2: yeah. I mean, I, I don't. I can't say there's there's no way to tell right. with well, this person stayed in business or that oh, person or yeah, or made a course. difference yeah. in their mindset of what they did. We can't take that level of credit, but there were several restaurant owners that I think the owner of MidTap called me too and was you know just thank you, thank you so much. It means so much right now at this critical time. Right. So.
0: All that being done in COVID was well and great, and now we're into 2021, new year, new approach to how we do business. From your background, I'm understanding you're an attorney. What is what is your background? And I mean, you're building an app. So how did we get to a a defense attorney (laughs) to designing this app? I mean, what? walk walk me how we got to this point of we think we can pull off an app design. Do you have some type of no, coding background or no, anything? No,
1: I actually have a degree in speech language pathology. <laughs> okay, so I, not coding. <laughs> no, not coding. And I've been uh, a very busy mom for 15 years with two girls. So no, I have no technology But she's so background. modest,
2: but you were outside sales.
1: I did. I was in so outside didn't. sales for several years. And so I do have that background. Um, and Jason, it was actually his idea uh, for the app, um, because he's always enjoyed the technology aspect. Um, of course his day is filled with, you know, legal, um, activities, but he's usually the one that has the idea and then myself and others go out and put it into play.
0: Gotcha. So So how how are y'all designing this app? I mean, to me, That's when I think Jason. of an app, I think of a whole lot of,
2: I think of a crew of like people coding in a room I mean, what's, what's y'all's process for the app as of yeah. now? Well, technology has always been a passion of mine. I was having an engineering degree and a law degree. Um, but at LSU, I was listening to Jason talk about his foray into technology and digital marketing at the barbecue guys. And that was me. Um, I mean, I remember being in the computer lab at LSU in 1995, and my my idea was not barbecue stuff. It was, I'm gonna sell Louisiana products everywhere in the world. It doesn't <laughs> matter where you live, you can get community <laughs> coffee, and you can get your Tabasco, and you can get all your stuff. Oh, and here we um, are 20,
0: what, 24 years later.
2: Well- And you're doing it. Well, so, so my story is um, <laughs> in 2002, I was graduating from law school. Jennifer and I had just started dating. And, um, I came up with the idea of net menus, which was going to be, you could order food from restaurants online, pay for it online and either deliver or have it picked up. So you invented waiter. Yes. <laughs> I was actually about a year before the guy who started Grubhub and he's a billionaire. Gotcha. But I would, I had just come out of law school. I had created this website. And I was, okay, so do I not do law? Do I do law or do I do this website? And so, and then at the time, the problem was the technology was so early. This was at a time where you could buy it online, you could pay for it online, but the order would be sent via email. But the only people only had desktop computers and they were in the back office. This is true. And we could fax.
1: Yeah. But that was in the back
2: office. So we were actually, and then I would go to a restaurant and say, you should do this. And they would go, why do I need to do that? I've oh, got people coming in my doors. Yeah. We have no idea well, what COVID is, this, is. What is this We're thing. never going to close our doors. <laughs> like in 2002, what is this internet thing? Right. It was like supposed to wi- be a fad, right? People don't realize Wi-Fi came out in 2002. Wow. Yeah. So there wasn't this wireless world we live in that we take for granted. So anyway, so I gave up my net menus dream and practice law And then when I finally reached a certain point in my law practice, I told Jennifer, I said, you know, if I don't try to make one of these technology ideas work, then I'm gonna regret it. And so we came up with Hoopla and it's really Hoopla does a lot of the day to day where I'm practicing law and the idea and designing it. Um, But to answer your question, it's just a love of technology that brought me to this place when we don't really have a technology background necessarily. It's just a passion. Right. right.
1: So we had a programmer, developer, who started with that. He started the alpha version of Hoopla. Um, and it was a single guy. And he he started with our ideas and just started putting together the first version of the app, which was what was in play prior to covid Mm -hmm. um so you're asking how did we actually put it together once it was time to work on the second version of the app we actually went to more of a team of developers that jason uh works with who are actually um not here locally they are um kind of spread out all over the world
2: yeah there's developers here there's developers in mexico there's developers in india so it's a it's a collaboration to right. get this level of technology up and running.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's not like you're making a simple, a simple app that just you scroll through and click on a picture and like it or something. you actually have to link to these people's websites, put in the order, communicate to those vendors, hey, something was just purchased. Okay, now you have to calculate sales tax on that. We've got to calculate shipping costs on that. We've got to throw in all these extra fees and all this and that. By the end of the day, you've had 100 transactions happen from the single click of an order. And it's not simple.
2: Yeah, and so we thought the app was going to be launched in October. So then we launched the first draft beta version in November, and then after using it, then you're like, oh, well that doesn't work quite right. We need to, we need to tweak this. And so now the second, I call it the second draft beta version, will be launched January fifteenth.
0: Gotcha, and I love that.
1: We've also got to integrate credit card processors, too,
2: Um,
1: so that there is a level of trust that can be in place. You know, Jason and I aren't physically handling the money. There is a credit card processor in place. So you've got to get that integrated into the app. You're right. It's a lot of moving parts, especially when you throw delivery and events retail sales and
2: technically it's not one app it's three so there's an app for the consumer (laughs) then there's an app for the business owner then there's an app for the delivery driver driver. so you're not designing one app you're designing three apps to work seamlessly together
0: and i think that is something that kind of gets lost at least for me as a consumer i don't really think about that when i'm using the app you know i'm if i'm using hoopla for example i'm gonna be on there i'm gonna be shopping all right i want this and that and this Buy, but I don't have to think about, okay, now this has to be sent to the merchant. From the merchant, this has to be sent back to Hoopla to be sent to their delivery driver. They then have to communicate with the app, with the merchant to go pick it up. Once that's done, then it has to be back communicated to me to let me know the thing is on the way. So it's and, a, a and the technology of to where
2: you can hit a button and see where the driver's at. Exactly. So you now you have tracking.
0: Involved and integrated in the app. So it's a massive undertaking from a technology standpoint, but it is fascinating, as I'm sure you've seen, from designing a website to shop at restaurants and have the food delivered or picked up in 2002 to now designing something where you're tracking a car. I mean, just think of you're, you're tracking a car from the point of it leaving wherever it's hubbed to the merchant to the consumer and back to the hub. Like that is just fascinating to me. And the amount of data that is being able to be collected and then transcribed, transposed, and then reused in some form or fashion to better the app, better the customer's overall experience, better the vendor's overall experience. Because for y'all, y'all have to have three different experiences tailored individually to those three individual users. You gotta have the customer happy. You've got to have the vendor happy so they continue supplying what the customer wants. Then you got to have the driver happy that ties it all in together, which I know is a major undertaking. But at the end of the day, seeing it all work out, I'm sure is quite satisfying.
2: It's very satisfying. And, and we're not trying to compete with, it. like one thing that we don't do is individual meals to individual people. There's Grubhub, there's right. Postmates, there's Waiter, there's a lot of different there's platforms. Grabbit. Right. And so, well, we see as hoopla being our niche is where we are able because we're small is to build custom business models for restaurants and Mm -hmm. custom business models for retailers right and give them access to a logistical service that is needed yeah i mean when we when you like he was talking about the beeper when the beeper is the only thing you have in your world that's all you know yeah. But we don't live in that beeper world. <laughs> I, I, I can honestly
0: say I've never seen a, a beeper in the professional world that I've worked
2: in. <laughs> and and having delivery vehicles, we had a lot of our clients going, are you ready? I'm like, no, just give me a little longer. Are you ready? No, I just need a little longer, you know, because I, 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 I cannot put something out that's not going to be executed properly.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's with anything within a new business, you want to make sure what you're executing and delivering as a deliverable is is perfect, it's polished as best as you can get it within that circumstance. And so within that, you're you're all local and you're supporting local. What has kind of kept you or struck this nerve of Baton Rouge local, of Louisiana local? What kind of is the driving factor behind all this local and Louisiana support that you're putting forth within Hoopla?
1: I I mean, this is where we live. This is where we grew up. Jason and I both went to LSU. Um, we've been in the area. I, I've been in the area since third grade. Um, you know, you want to support where you live. Um, I think we have a very unique culture and a very, um, we just have a very diverse, varied, um, grouping of businesses in the area, that are unique and different from a lot of places in the rest of the country and I just think it's it's a matter of supporting those and tapping into that uniqueness where Absolutely. you live and where you love so right
0: oh 100% percent Where Louisiana is by far a unique place in Baton Rouge and even uniquier one if that's a word <laughs> well you
1: want to see Baton Rouge have things that are you know start here or are different than any other you know other cities may be larger but do they have some of the things that we have here and it just would be nice to see baton rouge have some of the uh th- the things that are that are new and different
0: absolutely and have
1: it start here yes right?
0: it, it's it's being able to take it and own it hey we started in baton rouge we this wasn't just another stop on our map to get somewhere it's we you know we're founded here we're started here and we are local true and true within the community, and I love that. And I'm sure along the way, y'all have probably gathered several lessons throughout this process of building a website back in 02, to building a website in 2019, to now going through COVID, to raising $250,000 in gift cards to local restaurants. You know, what are a couple of lessons that y'all have gathered on this route
2: that is Hoopla? I think you have to be, it drives my employees crazy. <laughs> but I think that flexibility and being willing to change quickly and to recognize when, when something isn't working correctly, don't keep beating your head against the wall. Like I tell my, it's, it's funny, I can give this analogy, but you know, we have teenage daughters and so we try to give them little life lessons along the way. And I, we were talking about dating and we said dating is kind of like a bottle cap, right? If you are struggling to put the cap on the bottle, it's it's not on right, it's not aligned right. Like you don't force it. A bottle cap should just spin onto the bottle easily. Um, and if it doesn't fit, find another one, <laughs> right? <laughs> They're interchangeable, it, just well, find a different bottle. Well, I uh, tell <laughs> you know, there's only if everything works out correctly, you marry once, you right. know? So you're, it doesn't really matter how many boyfriends or girlfriends you have, ultimately you're just looking for the one. Right. So taking that analogy to business, I think being in a startup is you have to be flexible. You cannot believe that you're one vision and it has to be this way. You have to learn to listen to your clients, listen to your the restaurants and say, "Hey, could this work easier for me like this? Okay, how do I solve that problem?" So flexibility, I think, is the,
1: the key. The I mean, if, if twenty twenty taught us anything, right? Where this app started and where it is today, you know, there was a little disappointment in the air when we had to take everything down with COVID. Um, but like I said, the silver lining was just that we stayed fluid and we kind of moved with it, and so now we've got this these new pieces to the puzzle that are just completely amazing right but were not possible initially but 2020 gave us that so yeah staying fluid staying um
2: and find something that you're passionate about i have an engineering degree it was biological so i had some level of technology and i took computer programming in college one but i wasn't isds or anything like that and and then transition to law school. But that didn't mean I lost my passion for technology or wanted to open up a, a tech startup one day just for the challenge to see. And so I, I just find if, if there's something that you're drawn to, um, give everything 100 percent, but try to gravitate towards what makes that makes you excited. Right. And that's. I mean That's with entrepreneurship.
0: That's with a nine to five job. I mean, that's with anything in business or even in life in general. If you're not excited about it, you're not going to give it your all and you're not going to go forth and give it the best product that it can be. If you got somebody on your team, even at Hoopla, that is just doing it to get by, then the product is going to suffer and you're going to notice as the owners. You're going to notice that this person is just showing up to show up. So it's having that realization of I love what I'm doing and I can't wait to get back at it tomorrow or work through the night. And then all the little things of, oh, I gotta leave work. It's like, oh, I get to leave work, go home, sleep, come back, and I'm super excited to be there. So I love that.
2: And that is just a great piece of advice for life all for, all around. Well, that's like the Queen's Gambit show. The guy worked <laughs> Great for, show. Yeah, it's a, it is a great show. We watched it well. <laughs> Our daughters, it was uh, very, it was just good for them to see Beautiful, smart, woman, empowered, dominating in a man's world. I mean, just good life lessons. Um, But there's a story that's been circulating on the Internet that he tried for 30 years to get Hollywood to fund that production. Really, 30 years because they said nobody would want to see a show about chess. But the show wasn't about chess. It wasn't. Right. And so but the chess was interesting, um, but you didn't have to know how to move the pieces on the board to appreciate the story.
0: Oh, absolutely.
2: I mean, what was it? The Queen's Gambit.
0: Once it hit Netflix and it just took off the way it did, I think chess set orders skyrocketed overnight. Yeah, I don't think you can find one. You probably it's like toilet yeah. paper and like toilet paper yeah, yeah. in early <laughs> COVID. You yeah, exactly. Find that. And I think that just shows the power of media, digital media, social media, marketing, getting your product or your passion in front of the right people, it'll naturally and organically grow to a level that
2: you've never seen it grow before. Yeah, marketing it's definitely important. As a yes. as someone who my law partner and I coming up, we had opportunities along the way to really market our business. And obviously I, I know people who know the statistics and personal injury marketing, Baton Rouge is unfortunately the most saturated market in the country. <laughs> and it's, it's a statistical truth. Oh, it's a, that's a drive down I-10 or I-12 and you will know it's a statistical truth. Right. And so as a personal injury lawyer, we we're small, and we, but we don't market, and we do see the effect of marketing in our industry. And so, when I speak to a potential client about advertising, you know, I, I use the, my analogy, you can be the best lawyer in the city, but if no one knows you exist, you'll never get a client. hundred percent. Right, so it's, it's just getting out there and being known, and so, being here with you today and getting our clients on the app and getting their deal specials i mean it's just all part of the collective
0: oh absolutely and as we we kind of start to to wrap the show up you know it's it you hit it right on the head social media and marketing and following the eyes of where people already are is so powerful that a lot of people just don't see it they don't think it's worth it how can we tangibly quantify it it's challenging enough to quantify spending any money on advertising but it's like social media like can you really advertise on there it's like yes you can it's where people spend a bulk of their time yes you know people when they're not at work especially now it's i mean it's it, and when you look at it in a reality sense it's kind of you know disturbing that we spend all of our time and so much time on social media or just on our phones in general i mean look at your average screen time per person in different age groups and it's almost just scary with how much screen time there is but it's true. It's where people are spending their time and they're de- devoting their evenings to being on social media or doing this and that. And nobody's buying cable anymore. They're but there's a reason. streaming
2: services. Like things evolve naturally. Absolutely. And it's because it's interesting. It's interesting. People, it's attention grabbing. My it's wife recently want. found TikTok. <laughs> oh, goodness.
1: <laughs> I did. I get sucked into the whole... Uh, but you bring up a, an, an interesting point. And back to Hoopla from this standpoint. Mm-hmm. A lot of the smaller businesses and the startups in the Batners area may or may not have the budget necessary to have a big advertising push. Yeah. And maybe they dabble a little bit with social media. Um, something like Hoopla gets uh, their name and their logo out there and offers them some brand awareness that um, you, is really Everyone needs it, and it's an opportunity for everyone to participate in something that is a collective. You know, print I guess media say. may
2: cost $3,000 a month mm-hmm. to advertise in some of the more well known magazines around town, and, mm-hmm. and it's great exposure. I'm not going to knock the price you pay, but right. I mean, the most expensive advertising on Hoopla is $299 a month. It, exactly. And $149 that- a month. So.
0: Oh. And you can get, there's, I mean, we could do podcast after podcast on social media marketing or branding in the digital age and ways to go about it that are successful for the most bang for your buck. Anywhere from tangible statistics to what we can show where these people live, the area they live, some of their interests they like, to print ads saying, oh, well, this magazine's gonna be touched 10 times and we're gonna assume that 100 people look at it per time it gets touched then you start getting into an unquantifiable number but to kind of put a wraps on the show and kind of round everything out there's a couple of questions i like to ask each guest that comes on the show and one of them which is a recent addition to the show is what would you do today that you did as a kid if no one stopped you hmm say i want to make sure i understand that so what is something you wish you could do today that that you did as a kid if no one told you no or stopped you
1: Hmm. i feel guilty in saying this but it wasn't because someone told me to stop Mm -hmm. i kind of stopped on my own and i wish i hadn't but it it oh, was a musical instrument. Yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I would have liked to have stuck with a musical instrument. That's a skill I would love to have selfishly as an adult.
0: Yeah. I mean, hey, I played the my saxophone and the piano the, ah, and all that as a kid. So had I can relate for sure.
1: And I stopped. But my I sister had a been violin. Cool.
0: I wanted to take a violin, but it never happened.
1: So that would be my answer.
0: I like it. A different name. That's a good one.
1: I know. Oh. But Um, no one stopped me. It was kind of one of those things, well, all my friends are outside playing. I want to go outside. So I kind of did it um, to myself. Peer pressure. (laughs) So,
2: Yeah, I would... My family, when we were growing up, it was not necessarily the greatest neighborhood. So my parents restricted my bicycle riding. So they did stop me from doing that for safety purposes. Right. Um, But I would say I've picked up the stationary bike and it, it definitely... I would like to potentially take vacations for just bike riding, seeing the Nordic track and riding on it and seeing Japan and Turkey and some of these places I could see where I would like to get into that.
0: Makes sense. I like
2: that. That's, it's an interesting answer to hear from people
0: and it tells a lot about what they did as a kid and what they enjoyed doing. And so for one final question for y'all is what can I do to help?
1: I think providing this opportunity for us to come on and talk is one. It's just getting It's just getting the name out there and getting people to um, give a startup an opportunity to buy into us and to trust us, I guess. So just being on the show, I think, is, is something amazing that you have done.
0: Oh, you are.
2: Certainly. Yeah. Share our website on it. yours. Oh, absolutely. That? that works for me. <laughs> OK. Yeah. Just promoting who Jennifer and I are. When anytime you're walking into a client and you're trying to sell something, there's a natural you're trying to sell me something. Um, so you don't get the opportunity to see people as a person necessarily in that brief window because you don't want to waste their time, but you don't right. you want to have a personal connection. So I, I I think just letting people know about hoopla and it's a passion for Jason and Jennifer and that Um, I like to think we're good people and we raise good kids and, you know, that there are people behind startups and it's important to give startups a chance, especially when you're not in a New York or Los Angeles or San Francisco, you're in Baton Rouge. So we all need to stick together and rise everybody up. I love that.
0: Well, I will. We'll definitely be linking all of y'all's websites and when the app goes live, we'll make sure to make a big announcement and share the post as well. So thank y'all very much. Thank you. For being the first episode of season three of Hoopla. It wasn't so bad, was it?
1: No. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> so thanks nerves. for the beer. Yeah, oh, you, you are more than beer. welcome. Well, thank y'all so very much yeah. for coming on the show, and thank y'all for listening or watching, whichever platform you're consuming this on. I really appreciate it. I know that the guests appreciate it as well. So, for those of you listening, watching, this is the first episode of season three of the Patty G Show. I am your host, Patty G, here with Hoopla. and Jason and Jennifer. Go check those guys out. Be sure and follow them, and also download the app. January fifteenth, twenty twenty. Thank you all so very much and good night.